Good morning. This is Alan Carroll at Carroll Pharmacy in Smithfield, and we are proud to bring you Hope for Today, a program we hope might help you, inspire you, or encourage you and give you hope for today. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. My guest today is George Johnson, a friend I have known since elementary school. We graduated from Smithfield High School together. He is here today to tell you some of his life story, a story he has entitled, Escape from a World of Hurt. Welcome, George. Thank you, Terry. Thanks for the opportunity of coming in. I was on the way down here. I was trying to figure out how I could condense 72 years into maybe 25 or 30 minutes. So as a little fun, I'll say y'all talk fast and, and y'all listen fast. I grew up around Smithfield. I'm the youngest of six boys and three girls, and we were tenant farmers, and we lived a lot of times up around the Pisgah Church area, and that's the first place I'm going to go to about my testimony because I was one of those kids that loved Jesus right from the start. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. I loved going to Sunday school there at Pisgah. I loved in the summertime we would have Bible school. Just all the things that we did, the, the teachers that we had, and it made a big influence on my life, more so than it took years for me to realize how much influence that made on my life. As I started school, you know, you grow up and you kind of do things on your own. But just to share a little a little bit of scripture this morning, I'm not going to bang anybody over the head with the Bible or not going to get into denominational things or anything else, but keep it simple. And this is from Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And I know from experience that there's so many people just living in a world of hurt. And my hurt came from divorce. So if you've been through divorce and you're in any kind of hurt, um, there is there is a way for help. And it's through Jesus. Just It's a simple thing. He loves you. He created you. And he has the plan for you. So what we need to do, and it took a long time for me to realize this, that as we go along in everyday's life, in everyday life, the Lord has a plan for us. Unless you accept him, it's hard to relax and let him lead you where he wants you to be. I think that's the main point because we want to take charge of our lives and, and we are responsible for a lot of our lives but at the same time we need to let him work his plan through us and that's exactly what he did for me around you know growing up in the in the south i guess you would say there's a lot of things that are, are just sort of expected of you okay i graduated high school and then uh, you know after a certain time you're either going to college which i didn't or you you get married and you have kids, and that's just kind of what is expected of you. But if you don't let the Lord help you work through those plans, you can make some really bad mistakes. I went through a first divorce. Uh, I have two children, and that's one of the other things that I need to, to explain. When I say I have two children, I have two children by a previous marriage. They live down in Terrell County, North Carolina. Now, I'm married to Sandy Dunn from Four Oaks. And we have two kids, Tyler and, and Maggie. The first marriage, it was one of those things that I hadn't asked the Lord to look for any kind of guidance or direction. And I got married. This is kind of one of those things that 
you're, you're sharing some personal, I'll be sharing some personal stuff. I won't name names. But I was in one of those marriages where a best friend, quite bluntly, broke up my marriage. There was, and I was full of hate. I mean, I was eat up with it. And if you're living in a situation and you're full of hate, you've got some things to work through. And I'll get into the forgiveness part of things and how the Lord can use uh, forgiveness. Because if you're full of hate and unforgiveness, you're, you know, it'll kill your graveyard dead. But I'll explain how to kind of work through some of that. After that divorce, I kind of got heavy into the nightlife type things. And uh, lo and behold, met someone, a, a girl that was into the nightlife stuff too. Let's just put it bluntly. That's a, you know, that was bad from the start. Didn't, didn't work out. After that, I moved in with my mother. And she lived across the road from Carolina Packers. Well, my career that I worked with was with the Smithfield Herald. I spent 30 years with the Smithfield Herald full-time, and then later on uh, I worked part-time. And a lot of people that saw me when I was working, sometimes I had a big camera hung around my neck covering ball games and news and stuff. That was uh, that was my career. I was really hurt. I was angry, mad, just stayed on edge all the time. It was a lot more than people really realized. I was, I was hurting from having gone through two divorces. When I say hurt, I guess you'd have to put it in all capital letters, too. Going from the Smithfield Herald to my mom's house on 301 in Smithfield, there was a little Assembly of God church. I had no idea what an Assembly of God church was. But I would drive by there. Now, I want to say Jesus spoke to me. The Lord speaks to us. So many of us think that when you hear from God or speak to you, that's going to be in a, you know, a big audible voice out of heaven. Not true. It's that still, small voice. But I would go by there, that little church on 301 is. You ought to visit there sometime because I'd been kind of wanting to, to get back in church. But why why there? It was in October, probably of 77, that uh, I was there. Sitting one Sunday morning, I had gone downtown and washed my car and was back at my mom's house, and I was waxing, and I had the radio on. And there was a pastor preaching because at the same time, I was thinking, you know, I was murmuring and complaining. You know how we do sometimes. I'm saying, Lord, you moved way over there somewhere. You don't, you don't know who I am. All of a sudden, that preacher was saying almost word for word what I was thinking. Well, it rattled my cage, so to speak. And I remember I went over and sat down on the edge of the porch, and I know exactly what I said. I said, Lord, I want to get back in church. I want something real. I want to know you in something real. I don't want to go to church anymore and dust the pews with the seat of my britches. And so I had said, I want you to put me where you want me to be. Well, the next Sunday morning, I got up, got dressed, got in the car, and I live near Galilee Road that goes into 210. Kind of an interesting thing that happened to be called Galilee Road. You know, I got up on Sunday morning, let me correct that, and headed toward Pisgah Church because I just knew that that's where the Lord wanted me to be. And I said, Lord, put me where you want me to be. But at the same time, I had been going by that little Assembly of God church, and that little voice was and my mind would say, you ought to visit there sometime. I'll be frank, when I got out to where Galilee Road turns in 210, I had a Damascus Road experience, pretty much just like Paul. The power of God filled my car. I, th- I think the power on my head probably stood up or whatever, but I knew that I knew where I was supposed to go, and it's like the Lord just physically turned my car to the right, and I came back down through Smithfield to that little Assembly of God church. And when I walked through the doors, it was like 2,000 pounds left my shoulders because I was so eat up with oppression and depression and hurt, but that was that was holy ground. I don't mind telling anybody they it couldn't it couldn't go in there. Even 
pastor, David Sutphin. He's my dearest, dearest friend and former pastor, and he's retired now. can tell you exactly where I was sitting the first Sunday I ever went. And it was like he had only been there here in Maryland for just a few months. But one thing led to another, and, you know, I was coming along, and uh, it was like on one Sunday morning, Jim, I walked up and said, George, the next Saturday night, we've got something going on out at the steakhouse. It's out, I can't remember, but it's out there where the Mayflower Seafood Place is now. And there was an old boy named Buddy Makepeace. It was called, it was Full Gospel Businessman Fellowship. Some of you have heard of it. Some of you probably have not. But it was through testimonies like this. And he was uh, giving, sharing his testimony. He had been going in and out of China, smuggling Bibles. And, and he was talking about Jesus like I had never heard anybody talk about Jesus just on a, you know, like he's, he's my buddy. You know, we, we have a really intimate relationship. That's what you've got to have. You need to have an a relationship with Jesus, not, you know, through some religion or what's, you know, just different things. You need to have a relationship. There's a lot of difference. He kept making eye contact with me, and when he got through speaking, he came to my table, and he said, don't leave. I need to talk to you. I did everything in the world to get out of there. So finally we went out to the car after everyone had left, and one sitting in his car. I was a little leery because I didn't know him, never met him. And he said, George, the Lord has got a word for you, and I'm going to pray for you. And he reached out to uh Touched me, never never had to lay his hand on me. Now, this is a little bit of a theological, doctrinal thing. I let people believe what they want to believe. But this is what I, I was baptized in the Holy Ghost. Yes, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. My life progressed from there. I grew. But at the same time, I was having to work through some things. And I was, I was still hurting. Anyway, there was one Saturday morning. I was doing some work at the Herald. And I just happened to be by myself. And I was... I was murmuring and complaining again. It's kind of like, Lord, I'm ready to get off of the, uh, the track, you know. Just things aren't working like I think they ought to. And the Lord spoke to my heart and said, go get the island packet. Yep, go get the island, the island packet. It was a little newspaper out of Hilton Head, South Carolina. So I went and got it. Like the third paper down, I knew where the reading room was. We got papers from all over that came there. Right under the masthead, it was, called, it was said, by perseverance, the snail reached the ark. Charles Spurgeon. And that's what it's a lot of about. It's just like putting one foot in front of the other every day. You don't give up. You think about it. Those little snails had trouble getting from point A to point B to where the, where the art was. So climbing logs, and it's a lot like getting through life and crossing streams. And I grew from there. And the Lord had allowed me to uh, start, me and a couple of ladies there at the church, we started a thing called SAIL, S-A-I-L, Single Adults in the Lord. I was coming along, you know, good. Had a good job and had my own apartment and everything. Then my mother had passed away, living by myself, and things were going well. Had a good job. I had the black book with, with everybody's names in it. And it was one Saturday evening. I thought, well, I'm going to call. We had a, let me back up a little bit. We had a spaghetti supper one Saturday night, and a, some people came. And there was a, a lady that came, Sandra Dunn, the girl I'm married to now. It was one Saturday evening. I wanted to go out to eat. And I thought, I don't want to eat by myself. So I I think I'll call that done because I had the numbers, you know, so I called. She said, sure. So she picked me up, and, well, that was that was the beginning of a, what some people have called a, a Christian fairy tale, just how it's worked out so wonderful. It was very loving relationship, loved my wife deeply. To back up a little bit, what you've got to do about the forgiveness thing, uh, as I said, I was angry because of the situation I went through with my first marriage where it was broken up by a supposedly friend. And there was one afternoon, Sunday afternoon, I decided to walk to church because it was only probably a mile or so, and it was beautiful, and it was maybe probably in May. And just about the time I was started to walk into the churchyard, this person that 
was involved in the relationship problem turned in. And the Lord spoke to my heart and says, you've got to forgive him. And I'm arguing. I said, Lord, no, I'm not. And he, the Lord spoke to him and said, you said you wanted peace. You're going to have to forgive. And that's a key to the whole thing is forgiveness. But I went on inside. This person sitting on one side of the church. I'm sitting on the other side of the church. And Pastor Dave got through preaching, and he said, you know, he said, I just feel like there's some people here tonight, someone here tonight that's just really loaded with unforgiveness. I'm arguing with the Lord. The Lord, I ain't going to do it. He said, we're going to sing that little chorus we sang, I love you with the love of the Lord. Go to that person in forgiveness. Well, I did. And this person, I tears, this person's tears, and it took a lot of load off of my heart. To this day, with my older children from a previous marriage, and this is something that I want to really recommend. If you have children from a previous marriage, I can speak more to the guys. Take time to be with your children. Even though you may have children from a new marriage or whatever, just like I do. But my kids from my new marriage and my old marriage are like regular brothers and sisters because the Lord helped me to take time to do that. But it's something that you need to do. I'll just, I'll just put it bluntly. It's something you need to do is take time with your kids. And when you truly forgive people it wipes a whole thing a lot of stuff out of the way for example my wife today and my former wife there they're actually good friends they live in another county and there's been times when we went down to visit with them we stayed there and people you know they kind of look at it kind of funny sometimes but that's what jesus can do he'll he'll just get things out of the way for you another thing i want to bring up is i guess you know in the gifts of spirit that's sort of a a thing that some people talk about I'm an encourager. I like to encourage people. My wife jokingly tells people sometimes that George's ministry is in the parking lot at the Food Line store or Wally World or or whatever. And that's something I try to do every day. It's just get out there and and be salt and love people and encourage people. And you'll be surprised that when you're in the grocery store, you find somebody looking kind of downcast or and you just kind of make it a point to uh, speak to them. My kids will tell you, Daddy's going to talk to somebody. And, and I do. I like to just try to make people's lives a, a little bit better and encourage them. The other thing I'm wanting to bring up is about a dream that I've had. I think I told Terry about this dream that, you know, the Lord works through our personalities. He's not going to teach you in some way that is completely alien to your understanding. Well, I've always loved to go down to the like Sur City and fish off at the pier. The Bible says he'll give, you know, the older men dreams. Well, I had a dream. I got to the Surf City Pier, and there was a terrible, terrible storm going on. I went through the tackle shop and started walking down on the pier, nobody but me. The lightning was flashing, thunder roaring, wind blowing, and I kept walking. And you know how the rails are on the pier. And after a while, the rails kept getting lower, and the pier kept getting narrower, and I just kept walking. And finally, there was... There were no rails, nothing left. The storms were still going on. And it's like I got to a point, and it's like I was walking on the water, putting one foot in front of the other, and I could feel where my foot needed to be. And that's a lot where your life is. You'll go through things when you're trying to walk with the Lord. There's nothing left to hold on to but Him. That's your faith. You have to have faith. And sometimes there's nothing left to do but faith. I just want to encourage you. That's kind of my story as far as simplified as uh, I could get it, but there's one other thing. If you've got something you can write with, I'll give you just a, while I'm talking, uh, grab yourself something to write down with. There's something I want you to listen to. I was going to share it here this morning, but due to technical things, and I just felt like there might not be time to. But there's something called, That's My King. 
I repeat, That's My King by S.M. Lockridge. L-O-C-K-R-I-D-G-E. Take a listen to that sometime. That's who my Jesus is. George, I appreciate your coming in this morning, and I know that there have been people who have listened to this that have been encouraged, that there is hope for their situation where maybe there's some hurt, some unforgiveness, some bitterness in their lives, and you have come through it, and you obviously are all the better for it. You're able to live in peace, and you're able to be out there every day encouraging other people and uh, being with people. And that was pretty amazing about you going to your first wife's place with your current wife and being able to actually Je- stay Jesus there. Jesus can do that, yes. I mean, yeah, Je- yeah, I just showed you Jesus can do anything, as we know. I mean, he's in the—I would classify that almost as a miracle. So that he's in oh, the yeah, miracle business, miracle. though. Yeah, I mean, he really is. Thank you for coming in, George. And I want to leave you folks with this verse from Romans fifteen thirteen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening. Listening to Hope for Today, brought to you each Sunday morning by Carol Pharmacy. We hope the message today has helped and encouraged you. If we can ever help you with your prescriptions, over-the-counter medications, or vaccines, we hope you will come in to our family-owned and operated independent pharmacy, where outstanding customer service is our goal. 